They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. I'm your host as always, Juan, and today I'm going at it alone. It's been a minute since I did a solo episode. Make sure to follow me on social media at the Juan Juan Podcast on all social media platforms. Well, just Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, com. Make sure to get your merch on there. Stick your Cardano with us at fightpool.io make sure you get into cryptocurrency but today i did i did research all day today and i want to talk about a little bit i'm all over the place right now but i wanted to get into what's happening right now and when something new breaks out that people are freaking out about it, saying, oh, wow, you know, this is crazy. For example, the, t- the whole tax the rich narrative. And we just had, what did we just have? The Pandora Papers, right? Something that we all knew. We all know this. We all know that the wealthy elites... The wealthy elites, they all do this shit. They wrote the system. So when things like this come out, and don't get me wrong, I don't believe that every single thing that happens is a conspiracy. But when you see these sort of things happen, you just go, okay, it's too convenient. What are they actually hiding? What are they actually trying to to cover up because that's all it is. And we're in a point in history where, and since the very beginning, information is everything, especially, especially now where we give so much power to these companies. I stopped using Google. I did. Because, and I've talked about this before. We're part of the system. Right? We are li- some, somewhat lizards because we're part of the system. We're a cog in, in, in the whole system, regardless of the fact. Because we're forced to be in that system. We're forced to be in what? In Plato's cave. Right? And we're forced to watch the shadows on the wall and accept that as the truth. Accept that as end all be all. Whatever is fed to us day after day. And then when you try to break free from that, when you break free from the chains and you go outside of the cave, 
and you see that there's another world out there and that the shadows you were seeing isn't the real thing. And you go in to liberate your people, per se, you're met with some sort of opposing force, which is exactly what is happening right now with all the narratives. And honestly, I'm at the point in my life where I don't believe any information that comes out, statistics, whatever. Oh, well, these people are meant to report the good numbers. No, it's all different sides of the same coin. And we worship these politicians and these people, these false idols. And I'm not religious by any means, but the Bible does say not to worship false idols. Idols that need to be carried and propped up, right? Which, if you really think about it, this entire system is being propped up. People literally kill for their political beliefs. And this ideology that of, <laughs> I love the narrative of we need to strip away your freedoms to make you feel safe. There is a psychological effect behind that where, okay, let's sacrifice freedom in order to be safe for the, for the greater good, right? For the greater good. And you got to be careful when it comes to that because as I always tell people that don't like to read history and look into it, listen, this is the game that they play and it's the same cycle, you know, problem, reaction, solution, problem, reaction, every single time. And if you don't, if you don't keep up with the, with the stories, his story, history, doesn't often, it doesn't always re repeat, but it often rhymes. And this week, this past week was the Pandora Papers. Before that was the Panama Papers. Before that was another set of papers. It's a distraction on what's truly going on. What I personally feel is going on is that there, I think, <laughs> I think R. Kelly is talking. Bruh. I think R. Kelly is naming names just like when the whole Epstein thing came out. What happened right after that? And everybody forgot about it. Why? Because they went into this fight or flight mentality. This fight or flight. Oh, I got to, we got to, we got to, there's something dangerous. That one episode I did, the last solo episode I did was COVID-19, the new religion. There's a cult right now going on between, you know who I'm talking about. And, and I don't want to say it because the tech overlords, the lizards over at the, at the YouTube headquarters, Google headquarters, you know, they're running that AI to scan for things and censor people. And maybe we are headed to some George Orwell dystopian future, but even George Orwell didn't fucking believe in, in capitalism. He was a, he was a socialist. He wanted he preferred the government take over. And again, for what? For the greater good. All right, we're here to protect you. It was the was it Ronald Ronald Reagan said that the nine most dangerous words. But shit like that just flies over people's heads. They completely again, why? Because they're not paying attention to the history. They're not paying attention to the books. Oh, Juan, why does it matter? You always talk about Nazi Germany and the way that that Hitler controlled the masses. Well, he wasn't the only one. You had Stalin, you had Mao, you had all these other guys before him and after him that did essentially the same thing. And they go they go ignored. It seems people don't care. Right. So the Pandora Papers. And we can start with Pand I love that they named it Pandora. It's fucking awesome. Pandora. Where, where, where does Pandora, P 
Pandora's box come from? It's Greek mythology, right? Pandora, the first woman on earth. Pandora was, according to the myth, the first woman on earth. She was created by the gods. Each one of them gave her, gave her a gift. Thus, her name in Greek means the one who bears all gifts. Pandora was created as a punishment to the mankind. Zeus wanted to punish people because Prometheus stole the fire and gave it to the people. Right. He said, you can do whatever it is that you want with the people. Just don't give them fire. Don't give them that. But he did, and he was punished for eternity until Hercules set him free. But he had an eagle. I believe it was an eagle was to eat his liver or something like that over and over at the end of every day it would regenerate. And he had this massive eagle. He was just in chains tied up to some, some rocks and pillar. And so Zeus wanted to punish people because of that. Right? It's, it's the Greek story of creation, essentially. So Pandora was given a box or a jar called Pythos in Greek. And the gods told her that the box contained special gifts from them, but she was not allowed to open the box ever. They say that she was created with the curiosity, but at the end she could not hold herself anymore. She opened the box and all the illnesses and hardships that gods had hidden in the box started coming out. Pandora was scared. Because she saw all the evil spirits coming out and tried to, co to close the box as fast as possible. Closing hope inside. Hope indeed stayed inside because that was Zeus. Zeus's will. He wanted to let people suffer in order to understand that they should not disobey their gods. Pandora was the right person to do it because she was curious enough but not malicious. Yikes. Again, it's the, essentially the story of Adam and Eve. Don't eat other forbidden fruit. Why? Because if you do, you'll know the knowledge of good and evil. And that's why I love the Gnostic story of creation because it's fucking badass, right? The reason the Demiurge didn't want you to know knowledge was so you wouldn't understand that you are in some matrix, create some false matrix created by him. And by his little crony group, right? His little posse of demons. So, anyways, they named it this as if, oh yeah, we're we're releasing something new into the world. People are gonna know that the wealthy elites are are hiding their money. So Pandora Papers, a money bomb with political ripples. Revelations from nearly 12 million leaked confidential financial records have thrown light onto, on the concealed wealth of power, of powerful public figures around the world. How did they hide their money, and why is this information important? So, Jordan's, Jordan, Jordan's king amassed 100 million in concealed property, including homes in Malibu, London, and Washington. An alleged mistress of Russia's leader managed to covertly buy a luxury res residence in Monaco. The Zetch Republic's prime minister and anti-corruption crusader secretly acquired a French Riviera estate. Listen, we knew this shit. We knew this. This is nothing new. So the report, and then it says the name Pandora comes from the Greek myth about a sealed jar containing the world's evil was based on what is what its authors described as 11.9 million records leaked from 14 firms in the offshore financial services industry depicting how the wealthy hide their assets more than 600 journalists and in 117 countries worked on it don't you think that if they really truly didn't want this go getting out they would have stopped it from getting out 600 people were working on this. Don't you think one, at least one of those journalists is paid off by somebody? Right? 
So tell me something I don't know. I don't know. And how do, how does this differ from the Panama Papers of 2016? Pandora Papers established links of offshore activity to more than twice as many politicians and public figures, uh, officials as the Panama Papers did. An incriminating report about the offshore banking industry released by the Journalism Consortium five years ago. The Pandora Papers include information on more than 330 politicians and public figures from over 90 countries and territories, including 35 current and former country leaders. That's fine. I, I knew that. I knew that. How do the wealthy hide money? Tax havens, such as Panama, Dubai, Monaco, Switzerland, the Cayman Islands, as well as some American states like South Dakota and Delaware. There's like buildings with, what, a hundred and something thousand corporations registered. What did Obama say? Either that's a really big building or blah, blah, blah. We we know this. Why is it? Le- oh, why is this illegal? Because they made the system. Why is this important? It's really not. I mean, we knew this. Let's move on here. In total, 35 current and former national leaders appear in the leak alongside 400 officials from nearly 100 countries. Oh, this is different now. More than 100 billionaires, 29,000 offshore accounts, 30 Current and former leaders and 300 public officials were named the first leaks October 2021. So you see that they don't even have their fucking information, right? So one report says one thing. Another report says another. An estimated $32 trillion may be hidden from being taxed, according to reports. I looked through some of the list. Spotted a few Americans. Robert F. Smith. Robert T. Brockman. Jared Wheat. David R. Hinkson, which is a convicted criminal. And also, there was a serial killer, I think, on here, too. A convicted drug smuggler. Convicted murderer and real estate heir, Robert Durst. Suspected serial killer. Jeez. So, this guy is awaiting sentencing. Wow. Okay. First degree murder, tampering with evidence, bail jumping, illegally possessing a firearm, misdemeanor, criminal mischief. Hmm. This guy's 78 years old. Wow. Okay. So we knew this shit. Tell me something that I don't know about. And the reason I bring this up is because, again, they are what? Taking away from the limelight. And making you focus your energy, your attention, which is a commodity nowadays. I checked how much time I was spending on social, on Instagram. Because again, I'm part of the system as well, just like you. I'm part of it. That's fine. Whatever. You know, we live in a society where that's just the way it is. And you got to be able to sometimes break free from the matrix. The point is, even if you're part of the system, you have to know you're part of the system. And it's okay. It's a problem when you're fully asleep. What's it going to be? The red pill, or the blue pill. If you're fully asleep, that's when the problem is, is the issue. I saw that movie with Ryan Reynolds, Free Guy. And I love the Matrix movies. It's got to do with that, right? The the <laughs> it they they took it a step further because it was like you're an NPC, and the NPC through what through a, a spoiler alert, through AI. Sorry, if you haven't watched it, but I'm gonna spoil it a little bit. Through AI learns that it's. You know, an NPC, uh, uh, this sentient being, and it creates its own life. And But he's able to break free from the game through a certain thing that the programmer put in there. Spoiler alert, I'm sorry. We're given the tools to know that this is all some sort of simulation. Even in the Bible... 
in other scriptures, it talks about well, not not so much the Bible, but in other scriptures, such as the the Book of Enoch, it talks about how this is some sort of experiment done by El or Yahweh or whoever it is, and we're pretty much the playthings of the gods. Then and and you see that all throughout history, right? They control everything and. And the part that's always bothered me is like, he knows everything you're going to do, but you're still going to do it anyways. He's going to let it happen. But does he know that you, like, for example, if you, if you go against his word and don't believe in him, does he know that? So why doesn't he stop that? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a, this omnipotent being that's controlling everything has always freaked me out. Again, it's what are the, how, what they're using today to control everybody this omnipotent thing that is just there. You don't know who has it or where it is. It's like the movie, the, the thing where you can't trust anybody because they might have it or they might not. And you're just stuck wondering like what is happening. And again, as long as you know that you're in this, matrix simulation whatever it is it's okay partake in the system you have to partake in the system you have to play their games because if not then what happens you're homeless you can't provide for your family you can't eat you can't partake in society and you're casted casted out right essentially to be homeless which that's unfortunate that some people have to go through that, but it's just the name of the game. It wasn't the zeitgeist talking about how your $5 is somebody else's debt and $5, right? But anyways, this whole idea of, oh, wow, you know, these wealthy elites are there. We got to tax them and they're, they're doing all this shit. We knew this. We knew that, which brings me, brings me to my next point in this episode the whole Facebook debacle. <laughs> what were the chances that it went down for how many hours? Six, seven hours? Everybody was freaking the fuck out. Oh, my Facebook's down. I remember my dad was like, oh, my Facebook's down. It's not, it's not refreshing. I'm like, dude, just chill out. Read a book or something, man. Oh, WhatsApp's not working. Well, use another fucking app. Or text somebody or call them or whatever. This is what happens when you put all your power, all, all your, your, what are the, what have they always told you growing up? Don't what? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't fucking put all your eggs in one basket. They've said that shit since I was a little kid. Take that for the literal sense. But people, everybody does the same shit. And why? Because we fall into these these deadly cycles of, of people conform very easily nowadays, especially. And they don't break out of that cycle and they get stuck in that. That's why I love the Ouroboros, right? That endless cycle of reincarnation, samsara. When you see the light at the end of the tunnel when you die, that, that, that the tr that's a trap. It's a trap. No, don't go towards the light. You go towards the light, boom, you fucking wake up as a turtle or something somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? But we know we, we know about this, right? So Facebook, they were down for I don't know how many hours. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg lost $6 billion. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. I've told this to people. If it's a free app that you can use, if it's a free thing, you're the product. How many times have they not find Facebook? For doing shady shit. And it's all political theater. And I'm going to get into why that is on this episode. And we might go deeper than, than all this stuff. Because, I, again, I was looking. I was peering down the rabbit hole. And I got to the point. <laughs> I got to the point where Yoda is a demon. That's how deep I went down the rabbit hole. Okay. 
oh, it always goes down to that same idea of figuring out what the Godhead is, who the Godhead is, and how to get to him the quickest through enlightenment or whatever it is you want to call it, right? These higher states of consciousness that the elites talk about, Manly P. Hall, Aleister Crowley, Jack Parsons, right? The theosophists, all these guys that were talking about higher states of being and who practice these occult rituals, right? Through sex magic, sigil magic, whatever it is that they do in order to achieve higher states of consciousness. To travel, what is it, the astral planes and all this other bullshit. It goes deep. So Facebook, when it shut down, everybody's freaking out. They're talking about this whistleblower coming out. Their stock was crashing and she was testifying against Congress. Oh, former Facebook data scientist, Francis Hogan. And she was talking about she was an insider. Worked at Facebook for two years. Google, Yelp. After stint at Google, Yelp, and Pinterest. Hmm. At Facebook, she studied how the social network's algorithm amplified misinformation and was exploited by foreign adversaries. Prepare yourselves for the cyber attack narrative. It's coming. It's coming. The, the, the next narrative is going to be cyber security. There was an article I saw where it said Google, all these passwords were compromised for, for something they call a day one hack or some shit like that. I don't know what that is, but they're hacking and they're taking people's information. So I feel they're pushing, right? Supposedly they had hacked Facebook. Some people say that they're rated. What are the chances that I went down when this was all popping off? What were the, what are the chances, right? Are they trying to cover something up? Are they, they, they restored who Trump's Facebook page. They do the same shit over and over again and they do it in people's faces, but people turn the other cheek, look the other way. So Hagen told Congress that Facebook consistently chose to maximize its growth rather than implement safeguards on its platforms. Just as it hid from the public and government officials internal research that illuminated the harms of Facebook products. Oh, wow. Tell me something I don't know. The result has been more division, more harm, more lies, more threats, and more combat. In some cases, this dangerous online talk has led to actual violence that harms and even kills people. Tell me something I don't know. Right? We know that Facebook is intrusive. I I got off of Facebook seven, eight months ago. I don't know how long. And I got out of it because of that, because of the cancerous postings of people. And I, and I, ha I haven't been on Facebook since Trump was in office. That's the last time I was on, in, on Facebook. Because it's the same shit over and over again. And everybody knows that in this business, this is a new market, right? They, they're milking this market. Likes get money. What, what are all these social influencers? Likes, views, following, followers, all this shit. It makes them money. It makes them monopoly money, as I call it. Because it doesn't matter in this realm. It makes them money. So, of course, they're going to put the craziest shit out there to get, to get reactions from people. To get them fired up, to cause what more division, more everything. What's up with all these things that were happening before Trump was in, out of office? Whatever happened to Black Lives Matter and all this shit? Antifa, I was about to say, an outer, Antifa. Whatever happened to them? Did they just disappear? Is it a controlled opposition type of thing? Well, what, what what is or not a controlled opposition? A controlled demolition, if you will, right from the opposing party. You have the QAnon people and you have the, the liberals, right? You have the 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 V words and the anti-Vs, right? The North versus the South. People who wanted to keep their slaves, people who didn't. That's fucked up. That was only a person's lifetime ago. 
if people don't recall. That just happened. That was recent. When we had people as as people owned other people. How fucked up is that? And that's still going on today. Don't get me wrong. But in the States, right? Racism is 100% alive. And it's all part of this. It's all fueled by this shit, by these, these technology conglomerates where they, they have, you know, I'm pretty sure I learned in school that monopolies are illegal. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all these platforms that are people talk about everything their whole entire lives. They post on Facebook. They they're it's the, and I hate to keep bringing this up, but it's just so relevant. It's the hyper reality that John bull re Bolgerard from simulacrum simulation. What he was talking about. Yeah. I try to pronounce it the way it's, it's, it's pronounced because I'm reading the book and it's this hyper reality where people can't even distinguish what's real versus the non-real. It's this, this augmentation. It's real life VR and people feed off this shit, right? Because they get this dopamine and, and uh, these shots every second. Every time you get a like, it's a dopamine. It's a rush. Oh, I love that shit. Makes my nipples hard, right? And people feed off this. Same thing with the negativity. And I've, and I've talked about it before. And if you want to go down that rabbit hole of the Saturn time cube where Saturn is, is feeding, the demiurge is feeding off the negative energies and they need to keep us at, at in, in conflict with one another. We can't ever unite because if we were to unite, we would, you know, shatter reality because we could come together as a collective consciousness. And well, that's never going to happen. Never. And I, I hate that when I meet somebody new, you always got to test the waters a little bit with them because you don't know how they're going to react to certain ideas and certain things. You go, you know, you make a new friend and you can't, well, say something political because oh i'm walking on eggshells fuck that fucking hate that shit speaking of and i didn't pull this up from my phone i didn't pull it out of my phone to on my computer but the there's this other article i want to read or cite tucker carlson cites a smart analysis from the Unabomber's manifesto during an interview with Andrew Yang about America's two-party system. And he said, the Unabomber's argument is that large organizations over time morph into purely self-preservation projects. A big system in the end protects itself. Our two-party system is certainly in that category, Carlson said, and people are fucking freaking out. Damn, son. But guess what? He's right. Ted Kaczynski is right. The Unabomber. That's his name, right? I hope it is. Whatever. He's right. That's all. It all comes down to that. This, this system, this collective hive mind that essentially that's what, that's what these companies have become. And... Maybe some will destroy themselves from within. Maybe some will get too big for their own good. Such as the Roman Empire. They said that they fell because they were too big. And the emperors tried to split up and have people rule these, you know, certain parts and all this shit. But it just, the system didn't work. It was too big for its own good. And they got overtaken. The First Reich. The Roman Empire. Did you learn something new today? So, maybe this system will protect itself. Because it always seems that every time something comes out about Facebook, it somehow always bounces. It's political theater. What's his name from Facebook? Mark Reptilian. We see that fucking guy's face. That guy is a reptile 100%. He doesn't lick his eyeballs on TV, but I'm sure he does at home. And he goes in front of Congress 
and they chew his ass out every now and again, right? These politicians that you think care about you and they actually really don't because they're two sides of the same coin. And they'll th- sit there and grill them and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys are, you guys need to do better, blah, blah, blah. And then it com- nothing comes of it, such as nothing will come of this. Research shows Facebook converted young users despite health, despite health concerns. Of, of particular concern to lawmakers on Tuesday was Instagram's impact on young children. Maybe, oh man, I'm not going to say this, but I'm going to say it. Maybe, for example, China... China, where's my button? China, 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 China. They banned gaming, I think, throughout the, the, the schooling year. This is why, and people are ignoring the fact that China's probably going to take over Taiwan. Something's going to go down. Again, they're distracting us from the main points that are, we should be focusing on as a people, but we're not. And they've passed us in everything. They're, gonna, they're becoming a world power. They probably are the number one power because we're bowing the knee. You know, bend the knee, bend the knee. You got to take the spaghetti so you sauce, you know, stack sauce at a store. we're bending the knee and these people are getting more and more powerful. Anyways, they banned gaming, which just fucking banned TikTok shit rots your brain. And it's, but the thing is, it's so addicting. You just go on there. And again, I use TikTok, right? And I use it. I use social media as a form of advertisement to grow the podcast to get the message out there. I've gotten shit pulled that is history. And they pulled that shit. I'm like, it's history. I'm sorry this was, I didn't know this was Stalin Italy or something. And we're, we're pulling information off the internet and digital book burnings. Did you know Amazon pulled copies of George Orwell's 1984 from people's Kindles one time, 2009? It's fucking wild. But anyways, I use social media as a form of advertisement. And if they really truly did care about the children, they would just stop this shit. Just shut it all down. Weren't they going to shut down TikTok anyways? Weren't they going to sell that shit? Because it was owned by, by, by China or something like that. Whatever happened with that? Nothing. It's all the same people. Right? It's all the same people. Look at when we pulled out of Afghanistan. Look at all the... Millions of dollars, billions of dollars that we left of equipment over there. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And again, but people don't wake up to the system. These people are doing this to you and you still worship them. You still take everything they say as literal truth. There's a reason why we had the dark ages because people took religion to a literal sense, right? So they're worried about the children. Accused Facebook of intentionally targeting children under age of 13 with addictive with an addictive product, despite the app requiring users to be 13 years or older. It is clear that Facebook prioritizes profit over the well-being of children and all users, she said. Crown me a fucking river. The Democrats and Republicans are actually are united on regulating Facebook. I wonder how, how much stock all these Democrats and Republicans own of Facebook. They bought the dip. Oh, they bought the dip, bro. They bought the dip. Right? Hogan says Facebook broke the law. I'm pretty sure they've been breaking the law since they were fucking released. Okay? Pretty sure. So it says here, including CEO Mark Zuckerberg, misstated and omitted key details about what was known about Facebook and Instagram's ability to cause harm. I read one time this article about how they knew that people who had gambling issues were on their little digital casinos and they still ran that shit. And they would, they knew kids were buying stuff on their parents' credit cards without their consent. And they still charged them and they kept charging. They made millions and billions of dollars off of people exploiting their addictions. Brings me to my next point. Facebook was launched on February 4th, 2004. On February 4th, 2004, Mark Zuckerberg launched a social website called The Facebook from his dorm room at Harvard. 
Soon what started as a private network for college students became a worldwide phenomenon. Everyone from teens to grandmothers using it to catch up with friends and get their news. That's just as bad as Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post. Who was it? One of the one of the Rockefellers or Rothschilds owned this 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 newspaper outlet at one point in time. All the all the biggest media outlets are owned by the same three companies. The insulin industry, three companies make it up in the United States. They make 15% of the global supply, but they make up 50% of the revenue for the entire industry. How is that legal? That's disgusting. So February 4, 2004, it just so happened to be that that same day, hmm, Pentagon kills LifeLog project. This is uh, from February 4th, 2004. Holy shit. On February 4th, 2004, Mark Zuckerberg launched a social media, a Facebook. Pentagon kills LifeLog project. The Pentagon canceled its so-called LifeLog project, an ambitious effort to build a database tracking a person's entire existence. Run by DARPA, the Defense Department's research arm, LifeLog aimed to gather in a single, oh, sorry, in a single place just about everything an individual see, says, sees, or does. The phone calls made, the TV shows watched, the magazines read, the plane tickets bought, the emails sent and received. Out of this seemingly endless ocean of information, computer scientists would plot distinctive routes in the data, mapping relationships, memories, events, and experiences. Yikes. LifeLog's backers said the all-encompassing diary could have turned into a near-perfect digital memory, giving its users computerized assistance with an almost flawless recall of what they had done in the past. But civil libertarians immediately pounced on the project when it debuted last spring, arguing that LifeLog could become the ultimate tool for profiling potential enemies of the state. Huh. So, they never said why they canceled that project. Right? And this is why when people tell me, oh, trust the government. There's shit the government has done that you have no idea about. Imagine the shit that we know about that's fucked up. Now, imagine that what we don't know about, right? These sinister, sick people, right? Why, why would you give, everybody was up in arms about Joe Rogan talking about don't give powers to the government because they never give them back. Why? Because people are trained to give up freedom for safety. And when you have this herd mentality, this fight or flight when it comes to certain individuals who can't think for themselves, who can't come up with ideas for themselves, who can't, they need to be nurtured by the womb of the, the, the totalitarian regime of the government, right? They need to be caressed and held because they cry like little babies. They never said why they canceled this. They said a change in priorities. And this was back in 2004, right? LifeLog is the latest in a series of controversial programs that have been canceled by DARPA in recent months. And this is in 2004, mind you. The Terrorism Information Awareness, or TIA, data mining initiative was eliminated by Congress. Although many ana analysts believe in its research continues on, on the classified side of the Pentagon's ledger. 100%. Check this out. I found this fucked up. The policy analyst market or future map, which provided a stock market of sorts for people to bet on terrorist strikes, was almost immediately withdrawn after its details came to light in July. This was in 2004. So that's fucked. They had a, 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 a stock market for, for terrorist strikes? Shit. That's so messed up. So DARPA. 
the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's a research and development agency of the United States Department of Defense responsible for the, de the development of emerging technologies for use by the military. The CIA tried to use LSD one time to control the masses. I'm pretty sure they're still using it today. Right. And they said that it worked best on unsuspecting peoples that would tell you right. Unsuspecting subjects. Right. People who took it, who didn't know that they were taking it, they would trip their balls off. And they said that was the, tr the truth serum. Imagine, I forgot what the quote was, like imagine what it can do for to interrogation and all these tactics, right? So this was created, in, so it was first ARPA, Advanced Research Projects Agency. The agency was created February 7th, 1958 by President D, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower in response to the Soviet la launching of Sputnik Sputnik 1 in 1957. So, and then I found this funny. The Economist is called DARPA, the agency that shaped the modern world, and pointed out that Moderna's C word, 19 V word, sits along weather satellites, GPS, drones, stealth technology, voice interfaces the personal computer and the internet on the list of innovations for which DARPA can claim at least partial credit. Hmm. Its track record of success has inspired governments around the world to launch similar research and development agencies. Yikes. So the annual budget in 2019 was $3.427 billion. I'm pretty sure they're still using more than that shit. Because why? Because when a country, they can't reveal what's in the black budget. They can't. So when Donald Rumfeld came on and said, hey, there's, what, three or four trillion dollars missing from the from the from the budget. Yeah, it could have been to fund black market or black op. Things, right. But who the fuck knows, because the next day after that, what happened? Exactly. 9-11 happened. Donald Rumsfeld said that on 9-10. And the next day, 9-11 happened, and we never talked about the missing money ever again. So it comes back to the same shit, the same people running all these things. So LifeLog, it was supposed to be this perfect database to track people's every single move. All your information. But they said, hey, that's 100%. Let's make it unsuspecting. Just how the LSD projects went. Let's make it so that they don't know. They don't know that they're putting all their information in here. Right? We're going to be tracking all this shit. What was, what was the, the, the article that I posted the other day? It said, Google... Or some of uh, the CIA's the government is requesting Google's res uh, people search engine results or some shit. What people were searching. Tell me something I don't know. We know that they're doing this. They've been doing this shit since what? Two thousand. Look at two thousand and four. And I'm sure they were doing it way before that. They were monitoring people. So again. These elites are always, <laughs> I tested it out. I was talking about something with a friend and I told him and I said, watch that you're going to be getting ad recommendations based on what we're talking about today. Guess what? A few days later, boom. The Pentagon came out not too long ago, said, we have technology that lets us see Events, days in advance, days in advance. Does that mean one day, two days, three days? I don't know. Days in advance, that's fucked up. Because that means that you can stop. And what do you have this, this sentient AI that's able to 
it's it's gotten that good where it's able to predict the future. When they say this computer is 10,000 years faster than this other computer, how the fuck do you know? It's 10,000 years faster. Right? Uh, it was it was I believe it was Google had this computer and they named it they named it I forgot what the fuck they named it but it was something that had to do with the Sycharis tree and the mythology behind that tree is connecting connecting the living world with the world of the dead the name and I will, I've always said this symbols are the language to the soul so when they come out with these movies such as Free Guy and The Matrix and Color Out of Space, right, with Nicolas Cage behind me, all this shit, they're sending you messages. And if you're not awake enough to understand, oh, this is a fucking badass movie, bro, it's a, it's a, it's a, they're making fun of you, essentially. They're making fun of you because that's, that's what they do. Because they know they're part of this game. And they just play it so well because they wrote the rules. How Trump was saying to Biden, oh, who, who wrote the rules of how I'm able to not pay any taxes? You wrote the laws. You came up with the shit, bro. Tax the rich, but let's monitor every transaction over $600 that goes into everybody's bank accounts. How about we do every transaction that's $600,000 or more in people's bank accounts, right? Or some sort of like some around that area. Come on, man. Come on. I need to put that as a soundboard on the soundboard as a sound. Come on, man. Come on. So the government stops that project and then all of a sudden Facebook comes out. And is it's a phenomenon. Wow. People are people are are using it for their news. Everybody's going on. It's such a great thing. And they did exactly what they wanted to achieve. Even better. Because everybody just volunteers for it. everybody just lines up. No opposition whatsoever. People just line it up. They give them their money. They have all their credit card information. There's a fucking Facebook marketplace. People spread news on there. People talk, you know, people make friends. People post their birthday, their phone number, where they're going. You check into such and such place at such and such time. You know, you willingly fall and give these people the power over you. Right? So, it brings me to my next point. Because we use a lot of things. We use a lot of things as, as, as people that we don't know their origins. We don't know where they came from, how they got here. I don't understand how this technology that I'm using right now to speak into this microphone where you're able to hear it wherever you are. I don't understand that technology. I don't understand how Wi-Fi works. I don't understand how my computer works. I just know how to use it. Why? Because... I'm a cog in the system such as you. I use the technology. Is there long-term effects from all this shit? 100%. What are the long... Excuse me. What are the long-term effects of... Using a computer for too long? Bad eyesight. Headaches. Right? Other, other health issues. You're sitting down too much. You get carpal tunnel. You get all this shit. We know all that. But we still choose to partake. Right? The flesh is weak. So, we use all these things that we don't know where they came from. For example, the internet. And this brings me to my last and final point. A brief history of the internet. The internet started in the 1960s as a way for government researchers to share information. Computers in the 60s were large and, immo and, and immobile, and in order to make use of information stored in any one computer, one had to either travel to the side of the computer or have, ma have magnetic computer tapes sent through 
the conventional postal system. Another catalyst in the formation of the internet was the heating up of the Cold War. <laughs> the heating up of the Cold War. The Soviet Union's launch of the Sputnik geez, satellite spurred the U.S. Defense Department to consider ways information could still be di- disseminated even after a nuclear attack. This eventually led to the formation of ARPANET. Advanced Research Projects Agency Network. Fuck, man. These people are behind everything. The network that ultimately evolved into what we know as the internet. ARPANET was a great success, but membership was limited to certain academic and research organizations who had contracts with the Defense Department. In response to this, other networks were created to provide information, from information sharing. January 1st, 1983 is considered the official birthday of the internet. Prior to this, the various computer networks did not have a standard way to communicate with each other. A new communications protocol was established called Transfer Control. Da, da, da. So, 1983, January 1st, 1983, new market. That's why you had the, the what was it, the dot combo? What was it the 2000? This new market, such as we're seeing today, this new market, if you know what I mean. They're pushing it. They push it, push it, push it. So, let's go a little bit deeper. And this is conspiracy, whatever it is you want to call it. But they say that the internet is a different dimension. We're opening up ourselves to demonic entities when we go on the internet and shit like that. I've heard that argument before. and I've talked about it before www and gematria is 666 in hebrew right so what are the chances www world wide web so i said let's look into deeper to who came up with these ideas and and why they came up with these ideas in the end what it what it all leads back to what it all fucking goes right back to the same shit over and over again that we talk about Queuing on bullshit and all this stuff. So the language before the hardware, the universal language in which computers carry out processor instructions originated in the 17th century in the form of the binary numerical system developed by German philosopher and mathematician Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. Right, some 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 German guy. Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz, something like that. Don't fucking crucify me, please. The system came about as a way to represent decimal numbers using only two digits, the number zero and the number one. Right. So this guy came up with the with the with the language that processors that computers, right? That's what you see in the matrix, the little numbers and shit. Okay, so Gottfried Leibniz. Okay. You look into his background. Mathematician, right? He was a diplomat, philosopher, scientist. Prominent figure in both his history of philosophy and history of mathematics. Okay. He wrote works on philosophy, theology, ethics, politics, law, history, and uh, philology. Hmm. Made... Major contributions to physics and technology. Okay. So you look into him. And he also studied occult teachings. Was secretary of the Rosicrucians and thus also administrator of the secret writings. And this quote really, I really like this quote from this guy. Every soul is a world unto itself. And he talks. He talked about this stuff. Masterminds of the Enlightenment, development of decimal classification, binary system, integral calculus. He talked about all this stuff, right? Such as Sir Isaac Newton. He was part of the supposedly part of the Rosicrucians. 
Christian mysticism. He practiced alchemy. Suppose he said that he, he tried to come up with the philosopher's stone. Rene Descartes as well. Was friends with Rosicrucians. He was also engaged in alchemy, metaphysics, and mysticism. Hmm. Interesting. So, this guy was probably dabbling in the dark arts. And all these guys, it goes back to the same thing. And one of the craziest things, check this out. He, logic is a mirror of the structure of reality. In his view, the principles which govern thought were also the principles that govern reality. Interesting. In turn, reality meant, meant for Leibniz, first and foremost, God. The eternal and infinite being encompassing all perfections. It is from him and his eternal thought that the story of the world in which we find ourselves begins. Logic, therefore, led via metaphysics to philosophical theology. Interesting. Very interesting. So it's always about reaching this Godhead, whatever that may be. And such as with the story of the the Tower of Babel, I feel that once we turned into these newer centuries, we started building these technological towers of Babel where we're able to reach the other side through the use of technology. The guy after that, Charles Babbage, English mathematician, Charles Babbage, is accredited with having assembled the first mechanical computers, or at least technically speaking. So this guy is considered the modern day, the the father of the modern day computer. What was his whole thing? His whole thing was trying to summon and prove the existence of God through technology. So, what are these guys up to? They're trying to reach this. The one that Plato probably talked about. And you see it there, right? Where... This guy pretty much said (laughs) ideas govern reality, the law of attraction, where through thoughts, you're able to change your own reality and the world that you live in. And I have other stuff, but I'm going to wrap it up there and I'm going to save that for another episode because it goes deep. It goes deep, but I, I wanted to cover this stuff because Again, they're building modern-day towers of Babel. And they're trying to fuck with things that they're not supposed to be fucking with. By any means. Or you have Project Pegasus as well. Time travel and teleportation. That was the government in the 1960s. So... Just remember to keep an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out, such as Carl Sagan said. And pay attention to what's going on in the background always because they're distracting you from the bigger picture, right? Through through these technological means and I'll sum it up with this Bible verse. One of my favorite Bible verses. And I've read it before on the show, but I'm going to fucking say it anyways. Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle. Let's read the King James Version. That motherfucker was weird. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, I'll be coming out with part two of this episode. 
Because I went deeper than this. And it gets weird. It gets weirder than the guy who made the computer trying to summon the devil and prove the existence of God. And that's that's not conspiracy. That's conspiracy fact. Okay. These guys were all known occultists. And their whole thing is reaching enlightenment by any means necessary. Even if that, if that means embracing evil. And it's in all its true forms. And that's what Carl Jung talked about. You embrace the shadow and it'll show you everything you would need to know about the world and life and shows you the true secrets. So make sure to follow me on social media at the one one podcast. If you like and enjoy this show, make sure to comment, like, subscribe, whatever. Tell your mom, tell your grandma, brother, sister. And as always, until next time.